What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the DraftKings DFS Pick Show for the RBC Heritage 2023, which means we just finished the Masters. Yes. And me and Pat, actually, this is probably the best state we've ever been in after a Masters. It's amazing. A lot less hungover. Um, made a lot of good decisions over the week. Some good DFS, some bad DFS. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, We're going to get into, obviously, heritage uh, picks in every range, fade and some fades, some cash plays, where we think the chalk's going to be. Our 6K draft is going to be at the end, and we're excited about that. Um, But before we do that, we got to give a proper Masters recap. And, you know, you can get a Masters recap. I almost said recap. You can get a Masters recap. Uh, you get a master's recap from a lot of different sources, and they're probably going to sound similar. And you know what? Maybe ours you've heard before, too. But we're kind of splitting the recap up among the betting show and the DFS show. So we spent about, I don't know, 25 minutes in the top of the betting show talking about a few things. You know, we went down the board, talked about a couple names. We did our Rory discussion. So for those of you wanting me to rub it in Pat's face, how right I was about Rom over Rory. Please go listen to the betting show. Um, I know that I know that I'm, you know, I, I want to, I want to do more to trigger Pat here, but I, I want the show to be a, a happy show because um, it's a happy week. This is this is relaxation, family fun week, Harvard Town. It I is. Don't, I don't want trigger yeah. Pat setting it off. You got you got the um, who's the guy that sings by the tree? Greg Russell, Coral? baby. We see him yeah, every Greg year. Greg Russell. Every you got Greg year. Russell. You know, last year uh, my he was 11 at that point, so he's about grown out of going to see Greg Russell at Harbor Town. Uh, we love Greg Russell. My wife literally cries every time she sees Greg Russell. She, she cries. And we have to get a picture with him every year. And uh, anyway. She do like this when she claps. Yes, yes. She does that kind of clap when she sees him. Greg Russell. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so last year, um, last year Collins went up there and rapped. He rapped, I wish I was a little bit taller by Skilo. Uh, on the stage with Greg Russell, which has never been done before, confirmed. And I was very proud. I was very proud. But uh, he's growing out of it. My, my baby girl's still in it. But yeah, we're going to go see Greg in June. We're going, we're, we go to Harbor Town every year. Uh, this is Harbor Town's a place me and Pat are familiar with. We've played it yeah. a bunch. <clears throat> We've been there, visited. So we'll get into it. But getting into the Masters, Pat, the DFS show, the Masters. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to. Everybody who consumed all of our content last week, there was, there was a, a few bad comments, but mostly good comments. We did some, a lot of extra stuff last week. It was a crazy week. We tried to get it out early for you. Felt like we did a pretty good job. Um, big shout out and thank you to the Nut Hut. The Nut Hut was hopping last week. Saw a bunch of people yeah. with some green screens. Saw a bunch of people with some ROM tickets. We crushed the underdog and prize picks game. At least I did. You didn't even put any out there, Pat, but I crushed the prize picks underdog uh, game was- last week. I think I gave three or four winning 3X prop tickets all week. I think two or three on Sunday. Had a great time sweating out the family sweat bet that hit in the, uh, in, in the Nut Hut. So somebody's getting $500 from our friends at Leaderboard. The chat was hopping Wednesday uh, at lunch. The chat was hopping Wednesday night. We had a great chat there. It was just a great time. And thank you to everyone who sticks around and supports us uh, you know, for the Masters and comes in the Nut Hut and does their thing. We really appreciate it. And without, without the Nut Hut support, with, you know, just know this. When you cancel, if you cancel your Nut Hut subscription, you're literally hurting us because 
Your Nut Hut subscription helps us do all the content we're doing, maximize the content we're maximizing, add new content, get better at what we're doing, upgrade the whole quality of what we do. Uh, so we really appreciate it, and we don't take it for granted. And, and weeks like the Masters, when it's just big, it's, uh, it, it's very humbling. So we appreciate it. Uh, that being said, I do want to let people know, and I, I, I forgot about this till the end of the betting show, but I do want to let people know that next week, we are taking a week off of the content game. We are not taking a week off. We are taking a week, week off of the content game because next week is the Zurich Classic, the team event. And while, sure, we could do some content around it, and who knows, I might get a wild hair at my ass and do something, I'll put it in the nut hut. But more than likely, we're not going to do anything because we need the week off. It's kind of an intermission in the, in the middle of this busy golf season. We need to work on the business and not in it. So we have a lot of things yeah. to do, including adding great content for everyone the week we get back, which is the Mexico Open at Vedanta Vallarta. Defending champion John Rahm will be back. We're going to be adding some brand new blog content to tourjunkies.com by a number of new writers. I'm very excited about all the pieces that are coming together that they're writing about. It's going to be awesome. Um, Pat, one of my new favorites, I don't even know if I've told you this, one of my new favorite pieces coming from our boy, Vince Margiotta. Vince Margiotta. Vince. Vince Margiotta. I've heard of Vince. He's got something good coming out. He's Italian, New Jersey. The boy was born betting. Like when he came out, he had a bet slip in his hand. He was in a cigar in his mouth and one of those clear poker caps. Um, anyway, he's doing, a, he's doing a couple pieces. One of his pieces is the savior ass parlay on Sunday. So basically the, the premise is you're losing it through round three. Vince is here to save the day. And he's going to give you a, he likes doing finish position Little, you know, th- maybe two, three, four leggers at the most parlays going into Sunday, and I uh, has had some success. So I'm excited about Vince that piece. Is, is he's an Italian superhero? He is. Yeah, he's a, he. I guess. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure he is. Well, you know, I for one, I'm also happy of uh, that we're give you know getting a little week off because I, I get to to go to to like my son's baseball game on a Monday night that I don't ever get to go to. No, like during the spring, I don't get to go to those because we're putting out the content. So I can go to one. I can go to one next week. So yeah. Um, what? What the hell? Hang on. Are you watching some Netflix back there, DP? You gonna? You you putting on? Uh... I don't know what that was. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> big thank you. Let's get into this. I, I want to talk about two things here because, like I said, if you want to hear more about Masters recap. Go to the beginning of the betting show. Two things, Pat. First off, hashtag golf. Okay. There were some hashtag golf moments at Augusta. And I I think the biggest one is the fact that Phil Mickelson, and we talked about Phil a little bit. Phil Mickelson finished second. Crazy. Rory McIlroy didn't come close to making the cut. Hashtag golf. Well, I mean, you could throw in there also, hashtag golf. Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples. Yeah. Made the cut. Yeah. Rory McIlroy did not make the cut. Hashtag golf. Freddie Couples is 63 years old. 63. Made the cut. Rory didn't make the cut. I A wish, lot of guys didn't make the cut. I you wish, know what else is hashtag golf, by the way? What? 
could you could could you have not this you never would think I was gonna say this. Kevin Na withdrawing in the first round after like seven or eight holes is the biggest Kevin Na thing to do. It doesn't matter if he's on the Live Golf Tour or any tour. Kevin Na withdrawing was was hashtag Kevin Na Golf. Has he withdrawn from a live event yet? We need to find that out. If we had a stats person, I would be like, hey, find that out. Um, Rory, I mean, just it's just crazy. There was somebody in the YouTube comments that was like, like yesterday, that was like, you you need to be off of YouTube. All you did was pound the drum for Tony Finau last week, and he sucked. And, and, oh, and he said, and you played Kurt Kitayama. I'm like, dude, I remember the first time I ever tried to bet a golf tournament, okay? Welcome to hashtag golf. Like, this is what happens. You, you, things happen. It's hard. It's golf. Yeah. It's not for the faint of, faint of heart. I was wrong on Kurt Kitayama. Well, he's a first-timer. Like, what the, f- I, I didn't, I wasn't, like, banging the drum for the guy to win. Thought he was going to make the cut. He didn't. I think he might have been on the wrong side of the draw. I think he was on the wrong side of the draw, too. There was like a stroke and a half advantage on the draw. Like that last week was a DFS week to pound the draw. Um, because the weather definitely got, got different than what we thought, thought it was projected to be and we thought it was going to be in terms of, you know, thunderstorms and all that stuff. More on that in a minute. Um, hashtag golf as well, Pat, is, you know, all I heard about was Gordon Sargent. Gordon Sargent, Gordon Sargent, Gordon Sargent, Gordon Sargent, Gordon Sargent, played with Rory, outdrove Rory in the practice round. Gordon Sargent, number one amateur, number one amateur in the world. Gordon Sargent, best college player last year. Gordon Sargent, favorite in the odds, debutant or, or low am odds, favorite. Now, and then Sam Bennett, Gordon Sargent finishes dead last of all. I think he finished dead last of everyone, but I know he finished dead last in the amateurs in the amateur race. Sam Bennett, who's no slouch, obviously, you know, USAM winner, comes out and could have won the golf tournament. I mean, at one point, I'm sitting there thinking, this is hashtag golf. Like, if this kid wins, what are we doing? My head's going to spin off if this guy wins. But I didn't have Sam Bennett. I was on Ben Carr, who was the, the runner-up good amateur, because he was 11-1. to 1. But anyway, uh, that was hashtag golf. You got any more? Connors. How about Corey Connors? Freaking... All the stars align. Wonderful, rec- wonderful record at Augusta. Guy had won a tournament since his first win three, four years ago. Wins the tournament the week before the Masters. Again. Stars align. I think he was even on the good side of the draw. I think he came out on the good side, if I remember correctly. Trunk slams. Terrible. Awful. Chalk that just explodes. I wish we would have made him the chalk bomb, but Joe, Joe went with... Uh, Joe went with Jason Day, which I thought, which actually turned out pretty good. I think, I think you were better off fading Jason Day last week. Another hashtag golf moment. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, I think hashtag golf is, you could go to the, you know, literally the story of the week, other than, you know, John Rahm winning, is the weather. And that's hashtag golf. I mean, golf happens, and weather does crap to it. It makes it either bad or good or you got all these things like delays and then you know people were saying that we were going to get a monday finish and we didn't even have close to a monday finish because they easily got it in on sunday but i mean hashtag golf it's just you know things happen and 
you know, everybody was really, I, I felt like that was a big story going into the week. Yeah. Did you, I mean, how much complaining did we get early on on Twitter and social media about the weather for the Masters? Oh, God. Yeah. This is how it's going to be so bad. We got this weather. And look, yeah, you can't control that. <laughs> so, like, why are you going to get upset about it? And it is what it is. I mean, it, it was bad weather, and it was not perfect Augusta weather. Now, I think come Sunday afternoon, yeah, it turned out to be fantastic. And Thursday was the- great. Thursday was good. We got to see the drama on Sunday afternoon, though, that we typically see, even though, God. you know, Rom did run away. With I mean, it, hashtag still. golf, Rom four putts his first hole and yeah. doesn't, doesn't hit it past the ladies' tees on the 72nd hole <laughs> to win the Masters by four shots. Yeah. That was incredible. Incredible. I, did you ever get a... Um, did you ever get a track man on on Rom's drive on eighteen? Like, what happened? Did he like, did no. he shank it and it dribbled down to no, the no, 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 or did it hit something and bounce back? No, he hit it way left and it bounced backwards. It was unbelievable. All right, and you saw on Sunday too all these shots. You know, the gala hits it in the damn grandstands on seventeen. I've never even seen that. Six rows up, six rows <laughs> deep. Snap hooked. I mean, like. I've never All seen these that either. Crazy shots that you're seeing. Morikawa is like dead on ten. Like can't even. Uh, like I guess that happens. And then and then Kepka did almost the same. There was so many crazy shots on Sunday. Yeah. That I haven't seen. Anyway, the drama at Augusta it never fails. It's unbelievable. I told I told my friend I was watching with yesterday in Dallas. I was like, dude, I literally watch hours of golf every week at every golf tournament, and I never see. The drama that we get here it's unbelievable every year the wildest stuff happens it is never safe ever ever say it's never safe um golly all right last thing on the masters the trees okay yeah thank the lord no one was hurt seriously thank the lord like can't believe no one was seriously injured in that uh because that would have been scary as all good. I, I, the one lady that I think was standing in between two trees that fell, I can't imagine the, the, the horror she felt for a split second. So glad that no one was hurt. That being said, now I transition. Um, worst injury you would be willing to endure for lifetime badges for the rest of your life, Pat. And, and this, is, this is a YouTube question. If you're watching on YouTube, click the like button. Subscribe to the, to the channel, please. Drop in the comments. Worst injury you would be willing to endure. I'm serious. Like, dead serious. Worst, worst one. Because, like, think about it. Worst one you, 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 you would endure in exchange for lifetime badges, four-day badges. That's, that's, that's all four days of the tournament. You get two. Let's, let's, say, let's say you get four badges to all four days every year for the rest of your life till you die. What would you endure? I, I wrote a few things down. Why don't we? How many did you write down? Do you just have one? I have one. Okay. Well, you, I, I just was like thinking of all this stuff. Which, uh, which, what was yours? Well, I mean, <laughs> first off, I would still want to be able to do things. Yes. Like yes. Walk around Augusta National Same. if I had my badges and or play golf. Yes. I would want to do that. Yep. I thought about that. So I think like probably, and this is, may may sound obvious, but Definitely, I would endure endure some impalement. 
Like okay. it's something impaled all the way through me. I mean, from like one part of my body to the other. Oh my like god! Through it, I would probably take that. Like all like the way a, through, like an like an arrow all the way through your. But an but it but it misses all, all the major organs. Yeah, I would take an impalement all god. the way through my body, but miss everything. God. I don't know. I, don't. I mean, I think it would be painful. What but if you had? What it. if you had to pull it out yourself? Well, no, I didn't say that. I mean, yeah, but I'm, now like, I'm adding that. Would you do it then? If you had to, like, if the deal was, I'm going to shoot this arrow through you. It's going to miss all your key organs, but then you're going to have to pull it out yourself. I think I would probably do it. God, that's some barbaric shit right there, Pat. Yeah, I would take the impalement and I would just be like, hmm. Okay. Okay, this, these are in no particular order. This is just free-flowing coming out of me as I was in an airplane. Um, I would take the loss of my left index finger or, or down, not the thumb. So you could cut off, you could cut off these four fingers and I, on, on my left hand, and I would do it. I think I'd still be able to play golf. That might be the worst one. I would take because I already had this, um, permanent COVID nose. I can't smell shit. I, I already have that. Um, I would take vertigo. Shout out Jason Day. I would take short-term memory loss due to head trauma. I kind of have that already also. Um, I, would, I would lose a kidney. I think I got two good ones. I would give one away. Um, I would take would a... give it to me? Yeah, I would give it to you if you needed it. Okay, thank you. I would um, look. I'll give it. To, I'll give it to somebody if they subscribe to YouTube channel. If you need a kidney and you're a subscriber, I might give it to you. I would take a broken a nut hut member. You give one to a nut. Oh member. yeah, for sure a nut hut member. Oh, for a nut hut member, dude, I'll give you a damn. I'll give you a. Uh, I'll I'll split half my pituitary gland and give it to you if you want it. If you need it that bad. If you're hard up for pituitary. I mean, would you give it to Kissler or Charlie? Nah, uh, I'd give it to Kissler. I don't know if I'd give it to Charlie. <laughs> Um, I would take uh, I would take a broken leg. I would take a good old, a real good broke, like just gnarly, nasty broken leg. If it occurred in middle November to early January, I would do that. Hmm. I would take, and then I and then I thought about these things all at the same time for one year. So then I started thinking, okay, now what can I what can I combo? You know, how can I parlay my injuries into some you know a few little things into a real bad to a tough year. So this is a, over a one-year time period. I would have dysentery, allergies, migraines, and temporary autism for one year. Just a little touch, just a dash of the tism where I might, just for one year, I would do that. Hmm. And then the last one I thought of was, what if I was, for the rest of my life, deathly allergic to alcohol? So I could never drink, I could, I could not drink anything. I could be around it, like I could smell it or whatever. But if I if I drank it, I could go into anaphylactic shock, epipen into my neck or whatever, and then I'm I might I'm probably gonna die. I think I could take that one. It would be hard to go through the concession line every year and pass the crow's nest beer, but I think I could do it. Nah, I would just tell them to. I would just stick myself with an epipen all day long. <laughs> It'd be like. Beer, epi pill. You'd have beer. a fresh, you'd have, a, you'd have a fresh epi on you, boy. <laughs> I can't find my keys, but I got my epi pen in my pocket. I'll tell you that much, dog. I don't know where my, I lost my wallet. I hadn't had a, lost my wedding ring at a, on a trip, but I got my epi pen. 
anyway, not trying to make light of the situation, but we are kind of making light of the situation, but really glad nobody was hurt. So it's the root system, man. Yeah. Damn. They plant those damn trees. Dude, I've seen it with my own eyes. When I was a caddy, I saw it. I, I have seen it with my own Hey, one of our most most viral tweets ever yeah. Yeah. was my dad sending a video yeah. to me of them taking a tree on a on a big old truck. Yep. That they were going to plant out there, and I'm sorry if you're planting a full grown tree out yeah. there. It's going to have like I don't feel like the root system is going to be all that good. We were talking about this. I was at it was at the uh, Gus Country Club right after it happened. Somebody showed me video, and everybody was showing video. It was the biggest news yeah. out there, and that's what everybody was saying was the root system. They yeah. just don't have any. They don't have time to get. I mean, yeah. Do you think they tested all those trees that night? Do you think they had a bunch of people out there? Dude, there like, ain't testing? no telling. I don't know how you test a tree, but like, were they all pushing on all the damn trees? There, there is like, no telling, but I guarantee you, if there was a way, they were doing it. They, they did. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway. All right, let's get into this. We're talking DraftKings, brought to you by our friends at Pickett. That's right. I'm rocking some gear. You see it. You see my shirt. You see my hat. You mm-hmm. see it's fresh. You know. You know what's up. Uh, our friends at Pickett are where you need to be, especially if you are starting to get pumped about betting on the NBA, maybe some Major League Baseball that's kicking up, and obviously golf, okay? But listen, if you're betting even small amounts or you're playing DFS on like prize picks or underdog or sleeper, anything like that, or you're choosing over-unders, more or less, whatever, high or low, you're doing any of that, you got to join Pickett. It's free to download. Use the link in the description of the video or the podcast. Make sure you use promo code TJ in the referral code box when you sign up because when you do, not only is it free to download, they're going to pay you to download the app. They're going to either send you $3 or they're going to send you $100. One person wins $100 every day when they download the Picket app. It's available on iOS and Android. Like I said, it's free and everything in the app is free. But I got here on the screen what I'm talking about, man. If you want to click into these basketball lines, you can see where the handle is, where the, you know, where the money's going. What, how the line is moving. You can shop lines. You can shop. You can, watch, you can look at the most popular uh, prop bets. You can look at the most popular things wagered on every single game. Break it down game by game, spot by spot. You can track your own bets. You can obviously tail other handicappers who are using the Picket app and see, are they betting on who they say they're betting on? Or I want to go follow whoever I think is good at NBA, and I just want to bet blindly whatever they bet because they're freaking winning. And you can see their winning percentage and ROI on the app because it's an awesome app. So it's free. It is a must-have. If you are playing any sort of DFS with prize picks, underdog, or, or betting at all, you got to download the Picket app. Link in the description. Make sure you use referral code TJ. It also helps us out uh, when you do, because, um, you know, Picket wants to know, like, hey, do your listeners trust you? Do they buy into what you say is cool? And we vet Picket, and it's freaking good. You can go follow me, Tour Junkies DB on there. You can go follow Pat. He's on there. It's good stuff. All right. Top of the board, 9K and above. DraftKings, DFS, Harbortown, Hilton Head. Here we go. If you want a little bit of a course breakdown, we also did that on the betting show as well. So John Rom kicks us off at 11-1, all the way down to Max Homa at 9,100. Pat, uh, I'll start with this. Uh, Cash. I think my cash play is probably Cameron Young. Probably Cameron Young, who with no Paul Tesori on the bag last year, finished T3 here, which I think is really impressive. 
especially because this, this golf course is going to take driver out of his hand. It sucks, but it's going to take driver out of his hand. Now, he happens to be one of the best iron players on the planet right now, so that's going to help him a ton. And also having Paul Tesori, who led Webb Simpson around here quite nicely for probably over a decade, is going to help too. I do think he's going to be pretty popular in tournaments. Might be fade-worthy chalk. Who knows? We'll wait and see on Wednesday. But in cash, I think Cam Young is a play. In terms of my fade, I think it's going to be one of these two guys. I, I think I could say John Rahm, and that, that might be the, the consensus fade because most expensive player, very little play here at Harbor Town. We talked about this on the betting show. Like I think you can kind of see who, you know, based on years past, there's a lot of guys who have never chosen to come here after the Masters because probably it's exhausting. But they're here because it's an elevated event, except for Rory. Rory said, bump it. I don't need the money. I'm out. Peace. I'll take the penalty for now withdrawing from two elevated events. But other than 2020, which was a restart play after COVID in like June, when the golf course did play a lot differently, but also these guys were itching to get out and play. You know, when I see like Scotty Scheffler, a guy who's never chosen to come here, even, in, even after 2020, when you, you would think he was ready to go play, or you see John Rahm, who's only chosen to come here in the COVID year and finish T33, like that's kind of a, eesh, that might be a red flag for me. Guys coming off of a tough Masters week. It was kind of a grind. The weather, we just talked about it. It was a grind. Um, they're still super talented. They could run away with this thing, but we got to plant flags. We got we to gotta take chances. I, I'm probably not playing either one of those two, but I'm also probably not playing in DFS the most popular player between these two guys, because I think I'm going to have to make a decision here, Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland. I don't mind either one of them. I like Colin Morikawa a little bit more, I think, here. But whichever one of those two is more popular, more chalky, I think I'm, I'm going to bounce on. What do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I think one of the things I was looking at when I was thinking about some strategy this week was, um, you know, more like I, I feel like you could really build a more solid lineup, especially even in GPPs, you know, fading, you know, pretty much anybody, most, most of these guys in the 10 K and above range, because there's a lot of reasons you could fade Rom yeah. as you talked about Scheffler, as you talked about speed, who talked about the fact that he, you know, thinks he played a little bit too much heading up into the masters. And now he, he's here this week. And obviously he's the defending champion, which is one of the reasons he's here. So you could fade him. I think Cantley. There are some certain reasons you could fade him. I do like Colin Morikawa. Cantley will be so the that, most popular that, player here. I yeah, think, and that's be, yeah. I think Morikawa is where I kind of start with, yeah. and then I, I do like Victor Hovland as well. So um, I am not opposed to that. I think that's that's kind of where you go down to as as you kind of draw the line above Colin Morikawa and just say, you know what, I'm going to avoid those four, and then I'm going to start from there. And then if you want to then drill it down to being you know the, the lower own between the two. I think it's probably going to be Hovland. Yeah, um, I think so. For for a good reason, but but still, I like them both. Um, for me, you know, Xander Schauffele is is one of mine that I I love here. I think I like him in cash, and I think I'm 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 definitely going to play him in GPPs. You know, the driving accuracy worries me a little bit for him, but other than that, across the board, I mean, he's he's top twenty in putting on Bermuda. If you look at his last hundred rounds, he's a good scrambler in general. He's top forty in the field there. He's top 20 in both ball striking and approach. Approach is really the biggest thing here for sure. Just just the way these these um these small greens are and you know and, and you've got to hit them and then just, you know, 
put well out here, which I think he could do. So I think Xander for me is one of my favorite GPP plays and cash plays. I, I like them both. And, uh, you know, Cam Young's interesting as well. I was, I'm kind of surprised you went that route, but you know, I, I think, you know, he's, he's played well. He like, what was he third last year? So obviously he's, you know, this is a course he knows, knows well. And then he's got, you know, he's got, um, Paul Tesori on his bag. who's won here with Webb before. So I like him as well. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I think clearly, just in talking it out with you, I think this means that Homa, I think it means Finau, are going to be a couple of low-owned names down there that you can have some leverage. I think any of these guys up here are good enough to play at low ownership leverage. Um, So we'll have to see how it shakes out. Obviously, that'll be a hot topic of conversation in the lunchtime live chat with DB, exclusively with the Nut Hut members, lunch on Wednesday. That's the family time, we like to call it. And then uh, Wednesday night with both me and you for the, the big-time chat every single Wednesday night in the Nut Hut. So we'll figure that out. All right, let's, uh, let's keep moving right along um, as we get into the 8K range. Don't forget, we've talked about it before. Make sure and click the description of the video or podcast and download your leaderboard app because uh, spring is in the air, baby, and you're probably starting to play some golf. Oh. And you need to keep track of your scores, obviously, duh. You could use some GPS, probably help you navigate the course a little better. Got that, check. You could probably use uh, keeping track of your stats. You know, am I missing more left off the tee? Am I missing more right with my irons? How many greens and reg am I hitting every turn, every round I play? How many putts am I making? Where, am I scoring worse on the par fives than I should? Da, 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 da. All that stuff is kept on the leaderboard app. You can download it for free. iOS only for now. Android is coming. Um, the link is in the description, as I mentioned below. Make sure you use referral code TJ when you do, and you can find me and Pat both on the app. You can follow our rounds. You can track our rounds and our play. When we, ever, when we go out on the golf course, we use it every time. And, of course, you can also bet with your friends through the app, whether they're on leaderboard or not. You can add them to your game. There's a bunch of different gambling games you can choose from. They will take your handicaps. They'll dot the scorecard for you so you know who's popping, know who's stroking. Then all you got to do is put in the scores, and then at the end, Leaderboard tells you who owes who money. They'll kick you out to Venmo. They'll sync with the USGA Gen app, so you don't have to go to a separate app to put your handicaps, your, your scores in for your handicap. It's a beautiful thing, and it's all free. So download it. Give it a shot if you're an iOS user. Leaderboard, we appreciate it. All right, AK range. Love this range. I mean, the question is, <laughs> you know, you, you make a strong case for fading the 10K and above, and then in the 9K, you know, I mean, it's it's only five guys. Like, do you yeah. do you also think you could fade all of the 9K range and put together an interesting little lineup here? I mean, the, the thing about Harbortown is it, it is a course where anybody, any type of skill set could win. You don't have to be long here. You don't, you know, we've seen great putters. We've seen not so great putters win here. We've seen flushers and uh, win. We've seen short knockers win. We've seen... Long hitters do just fine, but it, it does open it up to everybody. And for an elevated event, that's kind of rare. I feel like most of the elevated events, you got to be really solid off the tee you know, and, and hit it long. But it does give you the ability to kind of make some unique builds, put together some unique players and some, some different skill sets that could make for interesting builds. So this 8K range is chock full of a lot of good players and some good decisions. I, I think up top, we talked about Justin Thomas. When's the last time we saw Justin Thomas in the 8K range? I feel like it's been... I, I don't even know. Long time? 
I can't even think of when it would have been a long time, if ever. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of crazy to see. Yeah. I. Which, does that mean that you're going to see a ton of ownership that's probably unwarranted right there? Because even though see. he is 8900 which seems like a fantastic price for JT, he's really not showing you anything with his game to be that confident about playing him. I mean, okay, so he was was he on the bad side of the draw at, at Augusta? I think I think he was. Yeah, he got he got screwed a little bit with the Yeah. So uh and the putter has been most of his problem. But round one, uh when everybody was was playing well, round one he shot two under. I mean a good day. He gained strokes in every mm-hmm. category round one. Round two, when the crap hit the fan, he gained he gained off the tee. He gained a little bit around the green. He lost two strokes in that one round with approach, and he lost nearly three putting. That's five shots. He finished at six over. I mean, you could kind of make, you could kind of be like, well, I mean, because I'm just saying, like, what if we all have a decision to make on Wednesday night when JT's like 11%? And before that, I mean, he did finish 10th at the Valspar, whatever. I mean, fourth, if I were looking at... Fourth at Waste a, Management just two months ago. If I were looking at an 8,900 JT... At 11%. At 10, 11%, I'd probably play it. it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. We talked about him in the betting show. Like, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like it's clicking enough to want to bet him outright, but definitely want to watch in DFS. Um, to me, in this range, Sung Jay is the hands-down cash play if you're doing cash, if you're playing 50-50s or double-up. I think it's Sung Jay. Um, he's just playing so, so, so good right now. I think potential chalk is probably Sung Jay. I'm thinking Sahith, because people just love Sahith, and I do too. Obviously, we saw a lot of him on Sunday at Augusta. 8K. Uh, so so lowest, lowest price here in the 8K range. And then from there, I don't know. Like I could see Lowry getting a little love. But I could see people being excited to play Tom Kim again. I mean, I, and I don't blame them. I just don't know where they're, I don't know if they're going to do that or if, I don't know. I am personally excited about playing Tom Kim See, again. See, that's what I think most people are going to say. So I think people want to. Yeah, I think it's like just seeing a little bit of a form, you know, form out of him last week at the Masters really gets my, you know, gets me excited a little bit. Um, you know, you look at if you're if you're running stat models, I mean he's gonna he's gonna be up there at least he's not gonna be like you know, majorly like you know, top ten everywhere, although other than driving accuracy, which I think is gonna be important this week, um, he'll check that box, not necessarily on putting and he'll be average on ball striking and that kind of stuff. But I think Tom Kim is uh is interesting. I don't know if I wanna play a chalky Tom Kim, but if I get lower owned Tom Kim, I'm ready to play him again because he hasn't been very good. Shane Lowry, I like a lot this week. I think he is going to be a little bit chalky though. It'd be interesting too. Like, see, Lowry was the other one I was looking at. Either I was thinking either it would be Lowry or Tom Kim. Yeah, but what do you do about Fleetwood? Fleetwood could be interesting too. I, I mean, have Tommy written all, down. We've been all over Fleetwood the last. Few I weeks. like Tommy. Yeah. Um. I mean, continued good, to hit it well at Augusta. Uh, gained yeah. strokes off the tee. Lost a little bit on approach, but but basically broke even. I mean, um, but I, I I like Tommy. I'm I'm in on Tommy. Okay, 
I think, you know, I feel like Tommy's going to win this year. I just feel like he's going to win. I, think, I feel like he's finally going to get it done. I wish he just would do it. Just freaking win, Tommy. Yeah. I, I think it's coming. Are, are, we, are we interested in Fitz now? Because he, like, said he was, he said he was in his post-game, his post-round presser, I think, yesterday. Yeah. He said he was feeling better. He had no pain um, in the neck. Uh, for, for the tournament, he gained strokes off the tee, gained strokes on approach for the first time in a long time. We've not seen him gain strokes on approach for a minute. He lost a little bit around the green, gain strokes putting. Um, Is it funny to you that a guy that we had injury concerns about played his best when really you shouldn't play your best because it was yeah. during bad weather and cold and whatever else when your injuries really should yeah should like feel worse. So is it is is it just a thing? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to play him yet. But like, is it like maybe he's just who knows? This yeah. does feel like a good course for him. But yeah, I'll be interested to see uh, kind of where, you know the ownership here in this AK range is going to be very very interesting. In in a lot of these elevated events, I feel like when the field's been this deep, the AK range has been kind of ignored. So you know, outside of maybe one or two names. And and it and it felt like you ha- you had to have so much nine k and above exposure with how with you know with everything those guys had going for them that you mm-hmm. couldn't and and the way the course set up that you you really it was very hard to jam in an eight k player but at Harbor Town with the variance of the golf course and and the skill sets that can win here I almost think almost think you can you know we, we can do some interesting things with lineup construction so yeah uh, i want to talk to real quick pat about some uh you know our friends at underdog have started getting the pick'em lines out early on monday and so here's a quick screenshot of some lines that are up right now that i've kind of i've kind of been eyeballing and I, i've not i haven't clicked the button yet but i just wanted to pull them up on the screen and uh and and see what we're looking at but this is what you can do if you're over on underdog there is a link in the description either the podcast or the video to sign up if you haven't already and you can get uh you know you can get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars when you do but i've got so far i've got more account so the, the five birdies are better line when i see five birdies in a round on a par 71 with only three par fives you know on a course that sometimes can play a little difficult like we've seen winning mm-hmm. scores 12 under 13 under whatever when i see five birdies it's almost an automatic lower because yeah. a lower selection because you got to make six birdies to beat me I'll, I'll take the push if i have to but you got to get six birdies to make me lose that that line which can happen obviously but i kind of i kind of like it i also took the lower on ricky at four and a half and that one feels a little scary but and then i took the over on sahith at four because i think i at least get the push but sahith is kind of a you know he's a machine out there he can go low he can go he, he's kind of jordan-esque where we'll have a ton of birdies and then he'll yeah, he'll just doesn't feel like the greatest fit for him off the tee. Yeah, like that's one thing I've said about the Masters, like why I liked him and why I took him actually to to be the low uh, debutant, as they like to say on the betting sites. But you know, first year rookie at the Masters was because I feel like he can be a little bit erratic off the tee and still score. You can't really be erratic off the tee here at at. Uh, no at Harbortown and score. But no. you're right. But but he is a guy that is I mean, he's a scorer. Yeah. That's that's what he does. I mean, so yeah. like he's if he doesn't have five birdies or whatever you need there, he's gonna have two. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like going to be like one or the other. Uh, well, check out Underdog. Down, uh, download the app. Get in there. You can uh, you can get some insurance on some of those picks if you want. Uh, they're they're legal in so many states. Here, if you're watching on YouTube, you can check it out. But also, the best ball draft situation is fun over there. I don't know what's going to happen now after the the first majors underway, but we had some fun doing a lot of best ball drafts last year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Underdog, check it out. Link is in the description. I think that one. The promo code is Junkies. Pretty sure it's Junkies. It's not TJ. So. Uh, 7K range, Pat. Let's get into the 7K range. Tons of good value in here. I, I definitely, we're going to get to the 6K range. I, I feel like in, which is kind of weird. I feel like in other elevated events, I've liked the 6K range a lot more than I like it this week. And I don't know mm-hmm. why, because I feel like I should, I should like it more this week because the variety of players that can play well here. But for some reason, I don't. I I just really, really, really like a lot of names in the sevens and just a handful in the six. I don't know. Anyway, cash play for me here is going to be Matt Kuchar. I think, obviously, the course horse. He's obviously playing well. First time he gets to play Harbortown in probably a long time. I don't know when, but he's played Harbortown. This will be his 20th year from based on Fantasy National. Probably the first time he's played it in a long time not right after Masters Week. So I would imagine a little more rested. Um, He's got a tremendous record here. He's missed one cut in 19 years, from what I can tell on Fantasy National. So he is the lot cash play. I don't even know. I I don't even know why you wouldn't do it. So I also think he's potential to be chalk in tournaments. Um, other names here, I'm wondering that could be chalk. I, I wonder a little bit about Russell Henley. Got a lot of TV time on Sunday. Checks a lot of boxes for this place, although I think the record here has been a little hit or miss. I'm wondering if Rose is going to be a chalk move here, and I, I do like Justin Rose, but um, considering the, you know, the boxes he's checking, not a ton of record, not a lot of history here, but I, I think people are on to Rose and, and liking what's going on. And then Fowler was the other one at 7,600 I'm, I'm curious about. But those are my guesses on chalk. I got a lot of questions about a few guys here in terms of fades, but I'll let you start with you know, cash plays, where you think chalk's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I think Kuchar is definitely going to have some chalk. Um, I think after last week, um, with the way he played, I think Russell Henley could end up being a little bit of chalk um, at 7,800. Doesn't have the greatest history here. Did finish top 10 uh, back in 2021. But I just wonder, you know, a lot of people like to look at, um, you know, because Masters is one of those events, too, where, um, you know, the focus of the golf world is on that golf tournament, even yeah. if you you don't even, you know, watch it week to week. Um, so if you saw Russell Henley up there, you're going to you're going to think that, um, you know, he's he's, you know, a guy that you would uh, want to play. And I think there could be some chalkiness there as well. Um, other than that, um, I will say this. I, I feel like there is a cheaper guy that you could play as a cash play that is um, could help your lineup a little bit, and that's JT Poston. He's at 7,300. Um, now, I would play him in tournaments as well, but if you look at the last four times he's played here, he missed a cut in 2021, but the other three times, all top 10 finishes at you know, he had a T6 in 2019, T8 in 2020, and then in third last year in 2022. I think JT Poston is a very good play, and I don't mind playing him in cash. I really don't. Um, so, I, and that could save you a little bit of cash there to to help build up your balanced lineup. 
for your cash plays. So he is one of them that I like it as a GPP. Another one, I'm with you, by the way, on Ricky Fowler. I think you mentioned Ricky. Did you mention I did, Ricky? yeah. Ricky. 7,600. But the other guy at 7,600 that I love in GPPs is Wyndham Clark. Me too. Absolutely. He's going to get love, though. He's going to get and love. And I think he's going to have some chalk. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. He's made the cut, you know, like the last four years he's played here. He's made the cut every single year. His ball striking, his approach, all of that has been fantastic lately. And we know he's a great putter, good driver of the golf ball. So I think Wyndham Clark is, is going to be a. Um, I wish he wasn't chalky, but I think he is. I think he's going to be also the guy that all the, you know, the different shows that you may listen to are talking about. And I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. going to play him. I like him a lot. Can we talk about a guy at the bottom that I, I saw in the chat on the betting show? And, and, I, and I, I like him. He's got some promise for sure. Young kids playing well. But I think we got to kind of, I think we got to be careful. At 7K, I saw some chatter in the betting show about Sam Stevens. Okay. Finished runner-up at Valero. Finished third at Corrales, Punta Cana, which is great. Okay. Good for him. Good, good for him. Valero, you know, not a bad field. It was, it was, it was a good field. You know, gained, gained almost nine strokes with his irons. Gained almost six strokes with his putter, which are easily the best weeks he's ever had. Uh, or the best, you know, best two, two in that range or whatever. I just think we kind of got to slow down. This is an elevated event, okay? Doing it at Valero and Corrales and Puerto Rico is different than doing it here. Um, he's also a just absolute mauler of the ball. So it's good. this is going to take driver out of his hand. I think this is the same problem that I have with guys like Taylor Montgomery, guys like Minwoo Lee. When their irons are not incredible, which Minwoo and, and Taylor Montgomery's irons are not that great, okay? And they're, and they're going to have the driver taken out of their hand. I don't like that. Now, Sam Stevens appears to, to be a decent iron player, but he's still going to have to hit a lot more of them, a lot less driver. Um, and I just think we got to kind of slow down in terms of the hype uh, when it comes to a field like this. Now, right there near him, you could, you could look at a guy. I mean, you know, Aaron Rye has at least proven it a little bit on tougher, you know, big fields i mean he had a, a solid finish at the players at t19 mm-hmm. um he's got plenty of, of big tournament experience i think that one's interesting um you know there's there's other names in this range i just think we gotta we gotta gotta slow down just a little bit on the sam Ryder love or uh sorry Stan, sam stevens love sam right i also think um i think i'm out on web even though he's bucked his head a little bit Mm. You know, he had some decent. I don't know, DB. I, I think, think Webb could... is still going to get some ownership. I think yeah, he's still going to he get. Is, it. but I I don't know if it's not worth going with a little bit. I understand. I mean, that's why I think he's going to get the ownership. But I, I I think I'll pass. I have a guy I want to talk about. Hey. DB, we we this is a guy that we talked about. A decent amount on the chat. Okay. Uh, last Wednesday night for the Masters. Okay. And he's at 7,000. And I think he'll pop for some people. And I am not trying to oh say. God. I Listen, I am not oh God. trying to say that I'm anti not having a brain. Okay. <laughs> I'm not anti not having a brain. All right. Like you. There's some people out there that are like this. Yeah. 
But Adams Fenson, it it took a, a a major turn for the worse for me last week when I watched his interview that he did, where he did a couple major things. One, he almost forgot his caddy's name or his last name. Mm-hmm. Two, he didn't even remember what the 13th hole in the, at Augusta National Golf Club, one of the most famous <laughs> golf courses on the planet. The most famous. Play, the most famous. Yes. That they play every single year for a major golf tournament. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't even know what 13 was other than he thought a dog leg left. <laughs> Which so at Adam, that point you should have just said nothing, like yeah. saying like, "Oh, uh, is that the dog yeah. I left?" Like that's you should just, just don't. And then not only did that happen, but you just have this this stupid look on your face the whole time. I, and I'm I'm out on Spencer until I can see that he has learned how to be smart again. Which I don't know how you learn to be smart. I don't know how you learn. It was a learn. tough. It was a tough scene for for Spenny. It was a tough scene, and we talked about it on the chat. And, and Gladly faded him. We have not mentioned this on the show, and I feel like we need to mention it on the show. Yeah. People, people know there's people that are not in the Nut Hut DB that we, we need to provide information to that aren't just in the Nut Hut. And That's they true. need to know about Adam Spencer. Yeah. And he's, there's a lot of screws loose. There's not like one or two. Yeah. No, they're all, most of them are loose. They're all loose. Um, other names, like just, just toss out a few like GPP names that I think could go a little, a little under the radar. Um, I, I think I'm, I think I'm interested in Taylor Moore a little bit. Yeah. Dude, this guy, I, I think we, we are, I don't think we're talking enough about Taylor Moore. Which is interesting considering the first dude masters just won. last week. Yeah. Considering the guy just won and, and he made, yeah. the, and he made the cut as first masters. Can I tell you what I did? Hmm. With Taylor Moore, hmm. I was looking, scrolling down the Masters field Sunday, thinking, "All right, who who's like done well?" And I saw Moore, and I was like, "Who the?" Thought who it was the Ryan hell Moore. Was Moore. I was like, Ryan Moore. What the hell? And I clicked. And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh shit!" It's Taylor Moore, <laughs> who I just bet on at fifty to one and hit. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think Moore's interesting. I wonder. I wonder how much chatter he'll get. Um, I could see going back to Matt Wallace a little bit. I could see uh, a little Cbez. Oh goodness! Anyway, that's the seven K range. That's what I could. That's what I could get down with. Six K um, draft, right? Six K draft presented to you by a brand new sponsor at SoBet. That's right. So bad is fantastic. They're bringing you the best in the game. Listen, if you're betting on sports, any sport, all sports, you can go to SoBet for the one-stop shop, the one place where, guess what? They have over, uh, I think it's now 30 contributors, sports experts that are vetted and invited to be a part of SoBet. In other words, just some Tom, Dick, and Harry can't just decide, I want to I start a SoBet account and start giving out plays. No. You have to be vetted. You have to be proven that you know what you're doing for SoBet to get you on the platform, to put you in front of their audience. It is brilliant. I can't believe other people haven't done this before. But we are now newly minted SoBet handicappers. We are providing exclusive 
Tour Junkies finish position round robin plays every week, educating the people over there on SoBet as well and interacting with the community, including a unique show offering that we'll be doing with SoBet on their Twitch feed every week. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful website with a ton of great content for sports influencers that are vetted to ensure that you're getting access to quality and unmatched content, not like Twitter. Okay, It's the best next-gen sports content creators bringing you sports content at scale on SoBet. Exclusive content, easy and digestible. Unlock a goldmine of betting information with SoBet's monthly subscription. Get access to content for nearly every game and become a better sports better. It's just your all-in-one source, okay? The simple feed delivers personalized sports content straight to your device and all of this for just $9.95 a month. It's that easy. It's a no-brainer. Get on some SoBet. It's beautiful, man. It really is. Look at this. I'll show you. I'll show the people so bad. If you're if you're on YouTube, this is bonus. You get this for bonus, huh? Let's see. Here's here's Ross. It takes giving some MLB stuff. He was profitable. People were profitable. Here's uh, Brenny Locks. Some more uh, MLB money line stuff. The hobby capper crushing it as always. Chuck D giving you a write up on his pick on the Devil Rays. Third leg bets, which I love that name. Talking about some some you know. Mm-hmm. So this is what it is. It's you know, you get this feed and you can subscribe to these folks and to get extra content, but it is, it's not, there's my boy Gutsy doing his thing. Gutsy picks cash, always crushes. It's not just, you know, like I said, anybody wants to start up a SoBet and start giving out picks. It's not like that. So check it out. Link in the description. Make sure you use referral code TJ when you get in there. Okay. When you set it up. So click the link, they'll hook you up. Click the link, use promo code TJ. Elevate your betting game with SoBet. The 6K draft. Here we go, Patrick. Let me get my phone out. Who started first last time? Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh, my phone's oh, dead. I don't even remember. My phone is dead. Okay. Uh, will you... Well, hold on. Let me just do this. I don't, I'm not excited about the 6K draft like I normally am because I just don't... I don't know that I love some names in here. All right. Ready? I'll start. Mm-hmm. Because I don't love names, I'm going to go the easy. I'm going to take the easy. I'm going to hit the easy button here. I like. I do like Brennan Todd. I like Brennan Todd. Sixty nine hundred suits his game. He's been playing pretty solid. Be Todd. Give me that sixty nine hundred. Okay. Don't don't mind it. Don't mind it. Um. All right. Well, I'll go with another uh, popular guy from um. Yeah. TJ TJ Lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Damon. Joel Damon. He's played here three times and he has finished in the top 20 twice. T48 once. So I'll go Joel Damon at 6,900. I would be lying if I said I I wasn't concerned about Joel's form a little bit. Okay. I'm I'm a little I'm a little concerned. Really hasn't had a good finish in 2023. He's got the kid stuff. But I think things are going to. I know he's got the kid stuff. This is the time when it turns around for Joel. Netflix. I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, Okay, easily going to go to Ben Griffin here. Uh, The boy finally had to sit down and take a week off with the Masters. He didn't have to. Can't play. You can't play the Masters. Ben, sit your butt down. Take a breather. Take a breather. Put your feet up. Have a have a cookie. But he's rested. I think it's a great spot for him. Plays out of Sea Island. He's going to be very very familiar with Harbor Town. Going to be very familiar with just this kind of. Golf course, coastal Bermuda, you know, creative golf. I think this is a perfect spot for Ben Griffin. Okay, I, I like I like all Ben a lot this week. I think that's a good one. 
Um, all right, I will go with um, man, this is so tough because I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't really, I'm not feeling a whole no. lot of guys here. Um, like, I just like Lucas Glover is who I want to go with. Mm. I want to go with a Lucas Glover at 6600. Has great course history here. He checks a lot of boxes. His his you know recent form is spotty, but it always is. I still want to go Lucas Glover. Let's go Lucas. I don't love that oh, one. He has made his last three cuts. I know. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like he's not you know sitting up there making some cuts for us. Which is what you would want out of a sixty-six hundred dollar guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned, but yeah, I get it. Um, I, I, you know, I'm taking the easy way out here. I, I'm gonna pick all sixty-nine hundred dollar guys, and there's actually two left that I, I'm picking between. But I'm gonna go with the Canadian Nick Taylor. Um, I I just I like the way he's shown up so far this year. He's he's doing some Nick Taylor things, which is like having a good week and then missing the cut, but. Of late, his good week is a freaking top 15 or top 10 or damn. He almost won freaking waste management. But, I mean, that, that is the upside that you're looking for in a 6K play. And I think Nick Taylor, although he doesn't have a great record here, he's been having these spike weeks, and, and I think that's, what, that's, that's enticing to me at 6,900. Seventh at the Sony, uh, 20th at Pebble, almost won waste management, finished runner-up, 33rd at the Genesis, the elevated events. 10th at Valspar, 15th at Valero. Short game has been hot. You know, if he has another peak iron week, he's right there. So I'll go Nick Taylor. Okay. Um, all right, here's a good sneaky one for you, I think. Um, and now this guy's at 6,800. Um, you know, had some, you know, medical issues and had some medical starts. And he, he played well here at the Corn Ferry Tour event, which is a very quirky mm. course also. It's not... It's not exactly like you would see at 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 Harbortown, but Lanta Griffin played very well at Deer Creek at the course here in the landings, but then followed that up with a T15 at Valero, um, which I think is a very good sign for Lanto Griffin. So I think I, I will go with him at 6,800. Okay, you know I'm you know I'm never going to be mad at a at a Lanto Griffin pick. Yeah. So we got both the Griffins. We got Ben and Lanto in the lineup. Um, all right, so that's Brendan Todd, Joel Damon, Brendan, I almost said Brendan Griffin, Ben Griffin, Nick Taylor, Lucas Glover, and Lonto Griffin. I, I, the only one I, I, don't, I just don't love the, the Glover pick, but I get it. I get it. I can get it. I just, I'm never excited about Lucas Glover. But that's it for us. That's it for the DraftKings DFS show for the RBC Heritage from Harbor Town. Don't forget next week, no content unless you're in the nut hut, we might give you some we'll do, do we'll do something. Okay? Maybe we will I'll, I'll find a way to work in some family time with the nut hut next week. I will make that commitment. Um, but we'll be back with the Mexico Open at Vedanta Vallarta the following week with a bunch of new writers, good content coming out of tourjunkies.com blog page. It'll be free and good for you to enjoy. But, but before then, may your screens be green. See you.